Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Pete, the blue collar spiritualist, and he has his own podcast called Spiritual Graffiti. He's been a medium for about 15 years, and I'm so happy to have him on my show. Welcome to the show, Pete. How's it going? How are you? I am great. So happy to have you on my show. You reached out to me and I listened to your interview with Curious Cat Podcast, Jennifer's podcast, and I loved your vibe. I thought you were really a different kind of vibe and a different kind of medium. And I love having, I think every single person has their own fingerprint on how they talk to the other side. And yours is very unique. So tell me kind of what got you into this. Well, I think I've always felt different as a kid. Like I always kind of just had feelings, you know, maybe more psychic stuff. And I had some experiences where I'd see spirit when I was a kid and I kind of like blocked it. And then in my 20s, my grandma died and, you know, I started having experiences with her. And she kind of pushed me to open up again and kind of... I guess, go down this spiritual path, if that's what you want to call it. And I just happened to go one night when a friend of the family was having a medium at their house. And I was like, you know, I'm always been interested in this stuff. Like I was always into ghosts, UFOs, Mm -hmm. you know, the unknown when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, I'll go. I'll check it out. And like as soon as I walked in to sit with the medium, because she was like in her own private room. Uh, she knew my name and she said that my grandmother had been coming to see her. And as soon as I sat down in in the chair, I could feel my grandmother standing next to me. Like she was like physically almost there. That's how the energy felt to me. And I kind of had this like big release. I was kind of going through stuff in my own life, trying to kind of figure out my path and what I was going to do. And I would say mediumship kind of saved me in a sense, you know, it kind of opened me up to the spiritual realm. And, you know, when you start working with spiritual realm, whether it's prayer, any type of spiritual work, Mm -hmm. to me, my understanding is that in order to work with the spiritual realm, you raise your vibration, which is, you know, higher feeling, higher frequency thought or emotion. And as you do that, you have to naturally, the things that are within you that aren't of the highest, like your trauma, your fears, your anger, your sadness, whatever, what happens is is it starts coming up and it has to be processed for you to keep like a higher frequency. Mm. So as you do this, like you... You have extreme highs because working with the spiritual realm, it naturally raises your vibration. So you're always feeling good while you're in it for the most part. And a benefit of it is that like it causes you to face whatever you're holding on to that's within you that isn't of the highest. So naturally, it kind of causes you to self-reflect, you know, just by being in the process of learning, you know, connecting to the spiritual realm. Yeah. Oh, no. And that's one thing that you do. You do some shaman work, but you also can clear like attachments and clear energies as well, correct? Yeah. So through like my spiritual journey, you know, I kind of first got connected to this medium who became like a mentor to me. Mm. And she was very based in like, she was very simple. She wasn't like this person who had this process or practice or you know, from Reiki and stuff like that. It was more just like you raise your vibration and you do whatever you have to to kind of do that. Her husband passed mm. and that's who she first tried to like establish a connection with. Right. And she would sit in her backyard and just blow bubbles and oh. just try to keep it light and childlike and have fun and just get lost in the childlike play of that. And that's how she would feel connected. And then her vibration would just raise just from having fun and being light. And that was her way. You know, everybody has their own way of doing it. And I think that's very unique. And hey, listen, if you're enjoying it, who doesn't like looking at bubbles floating all over the place, especially children, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, like, I mean, I have three kids, you know, when you get lost in their play, it's like the world kind of slips away because you're like in this imaginary world, in a sense. And they're just having fun. So sometimes like when you get into that play like Mm -hmm. state, it just naturally you're happy and it kind of helps you release whatever you're attached to. 
but she was very connected to like Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. That was like her favorite thing. Like, yes, I I know them very well. Hey House Radio is where I heard them. I used to listen to internet radio before it became podcasting years ago and they were on Hay House Radio or at least they featured some of their work on Hay House Radio. I think Louise Hay adopted a lot of their teachings. There are a lot about manifesting as well and I, I do love their teachings. No, yeah, I love her and there's a lot to Abraham but I mean like the emotional guidance system is yes. probably like my favorite thing. You know, if something is on your path or like your purpose, you're going to be at a higher frequency doing it. So yes. like your emotions are really your path because like if you feel crappy doing something or you're not happy it's because it doesn't resonate with like the truth of who you are it's true and you were talking about you know the bubble things and being with the kids and kind of getting your energy higher or or your vibration higher I have a seven-month-old grandbaby now my first one and I will play with her and have a blast and 30 minutes will go by and I'm like I can't believe it and you know what it's one of those things where I'm not thinking about the past I'm not thinking about the future I'm in the moment with her yeah. That's what children teach you, you know? Yes. And there's that innocence of there's no judgment. There's no preconceived notion. There's no prejudice, anything. They love you because they love you and you're there. And I love that about children. They're the most innocent. Uh, I had somebody on my podcast last week and he said, you know, if I were to walk into a room of adults and said, I really had a hard day and I need a hug, you probably have a hard time finding someone that would give you a hug. He said, but if you walk into a room full of children and say, gosh, I've had a really bad day. I guarantee you almost every single one of those kids would want to come up and give you a hug if you asked for it. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. My little one always like comes over and just gives me a hug for no reason. Do you think that they have some of the abilities maybe that you do? Do you think you're seeing any of that in your own children? I could feel it. I mean, I know I feel like I'm at the point in my evolution where like I can tell if somebody's connecting really from teaching mediumship. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell when somebody is communicating, even if they don't know like what's going on. Like I could feel the connection. Mm. I think all my kids are really connected. I don't know if it's just me and like teaching, you know, like I try to teach them like guided stuff, you know, like if I'm laying in bed with them or whatever, like I'll do guided meditation type stuff. Even if it's like my son's trying out for the travel team in soccer he's eight so i've been doing like guided nice stuff like that so i think just tapping into like your imagination is really i think your imagination really is spirit Mm. you know and it's it's like inspiration so like if you just try to teach your kids to be aware of it yeah you know and then let it unfold i try not to push it either on them because i don't want to push my ideals on them but i try to teach them to be open and like question things and you know but my youngest joey he's two mm-hmm. there's definitely some sort of connection with him like really? i think we've had like past lives together oh and, of course you have you know you have <laughs> and i think he's gonna follow my work nice you know i've actually had like astrologer tell me that like we have similar astrology and by our astrology she believed that he's going to do whatever I do. Like he's going to follow like my lineage. Nice. And I'm going to switch gears on you. I know when you're on TikTok and I know you were on TikTok, then you got off, then you came back on. And I believe when you were on the first time, I think I saw you. Did you do some shaman work, some drumming work? Yes, I did. Okay. I thought I saw you. So see, I did see you because when you're in, I don't know if people know this, but when you're either on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, when you're in the field that I'm in, whether, you know, paranormal, supernatural, you know, shaman work, whatever, any kind of thing like that, you tend to see other videos of people that do those kinds of things too, or, or that are interesting to you. They, they show you those. And so I remember seeing you and you would take your time and you would drum for a while. And I was like, wow, this guy's serious. And then all of a sudden I didn't see you anymore. And then I started seeing you again. And I was like, is this the same guy? And I thought it was. And that's why I wanted to ask you. But before I start asking you about that, let me ask you about your daytime job. Is it nighttime or daytime job? I'm not even sure. Well, right now it's a nighttime job, but I do um, yeah. underground tunnels in New York City. That is insane. And let me tell you why I think that's so interesting. Because to me, first of all, that takes a very special person. You cannot be claustrophobic, I would think. You'd have to be okay with, yeah, you know, you have to be okay with being in the dark a lot. But also... Yeah. Does it make you go into your head more? Do you feel more connected when you are underground? I mean, there's got to be something there, right? 
Well, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with astrology, but like I'm a Scorpio moon. Okay. So Scorpio is intense, you know, and moon is like our emotions. Mm -hmm. And Scorpio is also the underworld. So I think like I always seek intense experiences. And I think like that's why I kind of wound up there. It's like a manifestation of my astrology. But I mean, I I don't know. Like, I've seen people come down in the tunnels and then turn around and they don't want to be there anymore, (laughs) like new people. So, I mean, it's not for everybody. Yeah. I always feel like home there, to be honest. Really? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I always liked it down there. It felt like another world, you know? Mm. Like, when you're 200 feet underground in Manhattan and you're under, like, bedrock in these, like, caverns and stuff like that, it definitely takes an acquired person. Usually... Everybody I work with is some sort of character, you know? Yeah, but you know, it's so funny because I interview, of course, people like you that have gifts, but I also interview people who have crazy, unique jobs. So you're kind of hitting both of them for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what do you do under there? What are you doing the underground tunnels for? Uh, It's all different stuff. Like we did Grand Central Station. They did like a connection from Long Island Railroad. So you can take Long Island Railroad all the way to Grand Central Station, which you used to not be able to do. Oh, wow. I did uh, water tunnels. I did uh, an outfall pipe. So like when they treat water treatment at like a plant, Mm -hmm. they pump it out. Originally, they pumped it to the bay in Long Island which was like corrupting the bay. So they wanted to make an outfall pipe that takes it all the way out to the ocean. Mm. So I I did like a three mile tunnel under the bay out to the ocean. Wow. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I feel like as much as I want to quit my day job and do the spiritual stuff full time. Yeah. I've loved my job and I've loved like the experiences I've had. Because it's always been intense, you know, like we've had problems where we were like taken on water underground and oh my like God. stuff like that and where people saw we were going to die. And- <laughs> yeah. Now, what are you using to make the tunnels? Is it dynamite? I mean, is it that? Is it, yeah, that- well, is it, really- it depends like the project, but like the water tunnel was a machine. It's called a TBM machine. Okay. And it's a whole machine that drills underground and builds the tunnel as you drill. So if you YouTube, if you're interested, you look up YouTube and just type in TBM machine and it will show you kind of how it works. Oh my God. That's so interesting to me. So, and the fact that you love it and it resonates with you, isn't like limestone bedrock, isn't that good for spiritual stuff too? It's usually like granite and like limestone. It's all like a mixture bedrock. Out here, the job for the water tunnel was more on Long Island Mm -hmm. and that's sand. So it's soft. Okay. So like that you don't have to blast. But if you're in Manhattan, it's all bedrock. So what they typically do is they take a TBM machine, like the tunnel machine I'm talking about, and they'll drill a line. And then if there's areas that you have to expand, they blast to blow the area up. So if you're making like a subway station, they'll drill the subway tunnel. And then if they have to expand out, they drill and shoot and blast it with dynamite. Wow. And see, that ain't no boring job right there. No, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a rough job. It's mm. usually a rough crowd. Yeah. It attracts usually rough people. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's a high-paying job because of how dangerous it is. Yeah. You know, back in the day, the famous line was that we lose a man a mile. So every mile you tunnel, you lose a man. Oh, wow. But that was back in the day when they were using, like, you know, wood and doing it by hand, you know, like mm-hmm. the Lincoln Tunnel and stuff like that. That was all dug by like hand. Wow. Sounds like it's a little bit more safe for you guys too now. Oh, yeah. It's definitely more safe. It's definitely more okay. safe. Yeah, okay. for, without a doubt. But wow. I mean, it's still, you know, the things with tunnels is it's like mining. It's like if the tunnel collapses, you're going to die. It's like a plane, you know? Yeah. Planes don't crash, but if it crashes, you're probably going to die. die. I know. Well, you know, hey, listen, I can go to the mailbox and get hit by a car. Who knows? You know, so it doesn't really matter. If it's your time, it's your time. But also, 
on TikTok now that you have this new account. Everybody go follow him. All of my TikTok followers, go follow him. We want to get him as many followers. He's fantastic. But what he does, and he does this for free, and he does he can't do it all the time, but he does it as often as he can. He'll say, comment on this video or comment whatever, and I will try to do a reading based on your comment because you can pick up on the energy from those comments. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I just breathe with the intention of bringing through whatever they want me to bring through. Okay. I mean, sometimes... I don't know. I feel like it's really just like I'm asking to connect to, mm-hmm. to the energy of whatever you need to hear. Yeah. And I say whatever I get. You know, people will come on there and be like, oh, I lost so-and-so. Can you please connect? And it's a lot of times it's really not what they want. It's like what spirit wants to share. Exactly. You know, sometimes it connects, but sometimes it's really my understanding of spirit is like we're not in control. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, and you have to learn to surrender to that. And that's probably one of the biggest lessons in spirituality is like learning to like surrender mm, right? because so many people like want to control the, you know, how many times I've given readings where I give clear evidence, everything, and people are not satisfied because they want to hear from that specific person. Exactly. That happens all the time. Uh, you have to just be okay with being general, whether it's from a long lost pet or uh, an uncle you didn't even know that might have a good message for you or whatever it was. So yeah, I, I totally get that. But that's the thing. That's the magic of it. You know, expectation also can ruin relationships and ruin your expectation in thought because people say, when you put your manifestation out there or whatever, then go about your day. You've already told the universe what you want. Now just don't expect anything and see the gift you get. Well, I mean, that goes back to the the basic rule of like spiritual life in a sense is that, you know, nothing's going to make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. Right. You know, like there's no answer I'm going to really give you. When somebody's coming with that energy, I don't think there's an answer out there that's going to give them what they want. Mm. You know, like they have to find their own peace. Right. And we we create our own reality. And I mean, you can get up every morning and say, hey, I'm going to have a crappy day. You're probably going to have a crappy day. But if you get up every morning and go, you know what, I'm just it's just going to be a good day. I've already decided it. And you know what? More than likely, you might have obstacles as well. But you decided you're not going to go into it with a really crappy attitude. And when you do that, it just lifts your, I think it lifts your vibration. And good things are attracted to that. So how could it not be a good day? Yeah. And then it's even in terms of manifestation is like, if you keep focusing on what you're lacking, you're only going to attract more lack. Mm. And you're only going to attract lacking that thing even more. Right, exactly. You know? So it's, you know, TikToks, I got frustrated with TikTok last time. That's why I kind of just deleted my thing and didn't even care to try to keep it or whatever. It was just like so many people start pulling on your, it feels like they're pulling on your energy. Yeah. And always wanting more, you know, like. I like doing it. Like it helps me pass the time at work. Right. I'm in a position in my life now where I don't have to like kill myself at work anymore. I'm in a cushy job and I have a lot of free time Mm -hmm. and I do it to pass the time. But like I'm doing these for free and people like I'll give somebody a message. They'll be like, oh, that was great. Blah, blah, blah. And then like give me more. And it's always like, you know, this never enoughness and Absolutely. No. it gets to be a lot. So I try to like limit sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling like I want to do it, I'll do it. But if I start feeling that feeling, I just take a day off or I just don't look at it for the day or, you know. Yeah, yeah, because it is, it, people can take that energy away because, you know, it, and it's not like it's hard for you to do. You you can tap in very easily, but it's just the dealing with the human, you know, <laughs> because, because we know how it all works, right? I mean, my meat sack or my meat soup, whatever, is just that, you know, our eternity with the source is our normal reality because I interview near-death experiencers and they all say, I didn't want to come back and the other side's more real than here. And that makes me know, okay, well, this is just, we're here to learn, we're here to evolve, we're here to whatever we do with our soul contract, with source, guides, whatever. Then we go back and we enjoy that time to whatever we do up there. And we have the amnesia not to know, and we probably don't need to know. But I do know that they all said, not all of them, but a couple of them said, when I passed, I knew everything. I didn't have to ask questions. But then when I came back, I forgot all of it again, you know? 
Yeah. In terms of like what? Forgetting what? Well, reality or? Yeah. Well, it's like all your questions are answered when you pass, apparently. Like, you know, how did we get here? Why are we here? How did the universe start? How all the things, right? All those questions we all have about just life in general and even really tough questions and all of those are answered if nothing else just telepathically just all of a sudden you just absorb that and you know it right and that's how they felt and then they came back and they're like and it was all gone because you're not supposed to know you're supposed to come here and learn it yourself that's why we're here yeah i, I always think about these things and i just i feel like i never really have my mind up about anything yeah yeah well that's probably best and i was going to ask you so what are your thoughts on you know ghosts demons aliens bigfoot what do you think about all those things um well recently like i feel like i've kind of shifted my perspective with a lot of this stuff okay. because i've had experiences with what i thought were aliens okay but the more i kind of examine it i think like i don't think there is aliens or demons in like this classical sense okay i think it's all us mm, and okay. i think so if I am God in some sense. I mean, it's my understanding. I've had experiences where I believe that I'm God and so are you and so is everybody. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the best comparison is like the waves of the ocean, mm -hmm. you know, like the ocean is source and every individual wave is an expression of source in a physical body. Right. Right. So I got into like trans mediumship, which is like kind of stepping out of your body and allowing spirit to kind of work through you. Okay. And I've done physical mediumship with groups and stuff like that. And I've noticed like when I started getting deeper and deeper into trance and stepping out of my body more and more, to me, it feels like I go into the spiritual realm in a sense. Okay. From my energetic body, I go into the spiritual realm and they work through me doing whatever. So from that experience, I kind of feel like I've learned that when you're in that energy, it feels like nothing is separate from us. Right. It's all collective. It's mm -hmm. all one energy. Mm -hmm. It's like being in the physical is what separates us and, you know, gives yeah. us amnesia of that awareness. Right. So from that experience, I kind of started to think about aliens and stuff like that because I have had experiences where I've connected to entities or whatever you want to call it. I've met these lion beings that come to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's praya mantis being I've had experiences with wow. and some like gray type beings. And I thought about like aliens as like maybe they are just a manifestation of our collective unconscious to have something of a higher power kind of step into our reality. Mm. Like nobody's had like a clear experience. I mean, of course, like I've had experiences and stuff like that. But I'm saying like there's no like physical documented experiences like they're kind of always like these shady like i don't know it doesn't feel like concise so i always thought that you know i've read this whole thing about carl Jung saying that most ufo sightings occur during like war times mm -hmm. and his belief was that it's our collective want for this intervention from a higher power and i thought like about that and i was thinking like if me and you are god right mm -hmm there's an aspect of us that is God in the real sense. Like there's an aspect that whether it's our soul or our divine spark, whatever you want to call it. So that aspect of us has to have knowledge of like God or like, you know, if God is infinite intelligence, yeah. then there's an aspect that knows everything. So say me and you have been lion beings in one lifetime. Um, we've been praying, man, whatever. We've had all these infinite experiences as different beings, right? Yeah. In another time period, then wouldn't we still have access to that if we're connected to God now? I do believe that our higher selves stay on the other side. And I think our higher selves are fractals of source. I think Source is kind of like the big computer in the sky, and he takes all of the information we give him. We're all his little people that come down or, or beings that come down and gather information and give him more and more and more and more information. Of course, we all go back to love because it's all about really, truly just that love energy. But I do think, you know, like Bob Lazar, you know, he, he went to Area 51 and he we used to work there. And there's a documentary on him on Tubi that talks about he's so down to earth and so credible. And he says he saw some of the alien ships. He saw... 
one of the aliens that was no longer living and they made him sound like he was a complete and total lunatic. And he goes, I don't gain anything from this. I don't, he goes, but what I don't like is they were gatekeeping this to where they gave us technology where we didn't have to have cars the way we do. We didn't have to use energy the way we're using it now and destroying the earth. We didn't have to, you know, live the way we live under governmental rule like we are now. And it would just be so much more peaceful. But the money power people won't let that happen. And so he was just ostracized. And now things are starting to happen and things are starting to come out, you know? I mean, I don't know. Like, my personal belief is that um, I read this book a long time ago when I was a kid and it always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. It was like a report from like about like how to create myths, right? Yeah. So like, say, say me and you are having these experiences and they're legitimate. But it's more on the energetic level, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't somebody or those in power or whatever you want to call it use that as like creating like a mythical authority? You know, like maybe Bob Lazar did see things, but how do we know they were actually like what they think they are? Yeah, you know, I mean, like yeah. what if it was all made up? I think most people listen to authority. So like if if aliens came down and actually came to us and said things, the majority of people would listen. Sure. And like I said, I mean, he's a physicist and, you know, I'm just going by what I heard on his documentary. But I mean, he gave a lot of validity to it and it made me think twice about it because, you know, I never really thought much about aliens before I had, you know, a guy that talked about alien life and another guy talking about it on this most recent podcast. And I was like, okay, you know, and it just got me interested in, in knowing what I, it's like anything, knowing astrology or whatever. I don't know much about astrology, but I've had an astrologist on and I'm like, why do the planets have anything to do with how we work? And I know the moon makes the, the oceans do things and the waves and all that and the gravitational pull. I get that. And then he explained it to me and I was like, oh, okay. And like I said, I think honestly though, Pete, I think anything is possible in this world, your way is possible. I think other people's ways are possible. I don't think anyone's necessarily wrong. I don't know if everyone's right either. So it's just your perception, right? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that's, that's the thing is like, my perception is going to tell me my beliefs are right. right, right. And your perception is going to tell you your beliefs are right. right. Right, But I mean, I try to just stay open sure. and see what like resonates I try to get to the energy of everything right. and feel like, you know, something that people always have an issue with is like, I think everything is a reflection of yourself. Mm -hmm. So like everything you're experiencing in your reality is a reflection of yourself. And a lot of people don't want to hear that because they want to think the good things are themselves, but they want to think the bad things are somebody else's fault. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I know. Well, they want to give blame to things that, you know, again, I create my own reality. And a lot of things I've done in the past that are just really dumb or just bad decision making, whatever. But when that's kind of that shadow work, when you start realizing, you know what, that was something I've, I had to do at the time. To me, if you learn from your mistakes, and I'm talking about big mistakes, if you truly, truly learned, and the intention was to learn from them, once you realized they were bad, they weren't mistakes. Because you learn that's what we're here for. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And I think most people I work with, especially like clients and stuff like that, mm -hmm. a lot of it is about like accepting yourself for who you are. Yeah. You know, the good and the bad. Right. You know, and it's like you got to realize the people who are judging everybody. Right. You can think of any social issue. The people who are judging the people the hardest are the hardest on themselves. They're yeah. fighting a war inside their head greater than you and me could understand. You yeah. know, that's why they're judging everybody else so hard. Yeah, no, I, I believe that. That's for sure. And that's my thing. If everybody gave everyone just a tiny bit of grace here and there and just like, hey, maybe they were just having a bad day and they said something stupid or maybe whatever, right? This world would be so much better, but nobody can admit it or or there's that pride or whatever it is and that persona that you want to put on social media or that whatever it is that you're trying to make somebody think that you're the better of and it's a big competition and it doesn't have to be that way I you know if we would just stop being against each other and helping each other like when you go on to TikTok and you help people with these energy readings most people probably take it very well and they're like thank you so much that was awesome and a lot of times they ring true because they comment and you show the comment and they say that was absolutely true even Jennifer on Curious Cat podcast she said what you said was spot on and I love that you do that for people because 
I think people are lost right now, especially in this world with we still have COVID going around, you know, I mean, I don't think it's as bad as it was. But we just still have so much uncertainty. And to have someone come in and say, okay, let me see what I can tap in for you. But that small little ripple effect that you do for these people is absolutely incredible, Pete. And so tell me how you do it. You just tap into their energy and then you just... I mean, energy to me is different. A lot of people like associate kind of psychic and mediumship as one thing. Mm -hmm. But really psychic reading or energetic reading is tapping into the person and their energy. Okay. So like everybody has an energy and based on your thoughts and emotions, it can, you know, like everybody has an energetic system Mm -hmm. and repetitive thoughts will create patterns and the patterns will kind of create energetic blocks. Okay. So like for most people... You know, a lot of people carry energy in their shoulders because I associate the shoulders with your parents and mm-hmm. your your programming. Okay. So shoulders is should, you know, for me. That's how I remember it. Okay. But right side is masculine energy, left side feminine energy. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll just breathe into my heart before I connect. Mm-hmm. Like before I even start recording, I'll just put my hand on my heart and I'll breathe into my heart. Okay. And I'll do like, I have a prayer, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very simple. It's just God creator of all that is around this white light. I call my guides, teachers, healers, helpers, please come through and bring love, healing and peace. Mm, nice. And then I'll, I'll start recording and I'll just take a deep breath and ask to connect to the person. I'm very empathic. So I feel the energy on my own body. What's going on with you? Oh, wow. Okay. That's just how I work. That's how it's always been. And that's just doing an energy reading and, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like I'm saying the same thing to people because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of common threads with oh, things. Oh, I do too. No, and I, you don't say the same things because I look at them, but I see the similarity. There is a core similarity there, but I do know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like most issues stem from our parents energetically. <laughs> You're right about that. You know? Yeah. And, and through doing clearing work with clients mm-hmm. and everything, no matter how many layers you have, to me, eventually it always goes to the parent, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just what I've noticed. Right. So a lot of people who have like shoulder issues and stuff like that, I always connect to like your programming from that parent. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. shoulders is should. So like what happens is I think energetically for people is as you are becoming more awake spiritually, yeah. you know, typically the energy in your heart starts to open up. That's like one of the first things I notice, right? Right. But as that opens up energetically, that means that you're becoming more authentically who you are. Mm. You're becoming more aware of your heart, like your heart or soul consciousness. Yeah. And then as that happens, typically people start to have blocks in their shoulders because the shoulders are should. So like, you're becoming aware of yourself and your heart, but you're having a conflict of energy with your shoulders because your parents told you how to be a certain way. Mm. And it might have served you in life. And it doesn't mean you hate your parents necessarily. Right. <laughs> it just means that their programming doesn't resonate with you anymore. Oh, okay. So people start to hold energy in their shoulders, whichever parent is more dominant, typically. You know, it could be both parents, but usually it's more one for some reason, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so people will hold energy in their shoulder. And typically, with the heart and the shoulder, for some reason, a lot of times if they have that pattern, there'll be energy in their throat because their throat is how they communicate. Mm. So either they're blocking energy there because they hold back what they want to say, you know, because if you think about it, even in terms of contextually, like if I feel a certain way, say like my religion doesn't resonate with me anymore Mm -hmm. and my mom raised me to be Catholic. Right. And she could say things that, you know, side with her opinion and some people will hold back because they don't they don't express themselves. So then. That thought of every time you interact with your mom and that comes up, you have that repetitive thought. What happens is you start to build energy there. And then as you build energy, it creates like a block. And then over time, my belief is these energetic blocks become physical issues. And you just described my shoulders and my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
And like I said, we talked before we started recording and I told Pete that it was fine if, if we were to pick up anything on me or not, whatever, that it would maybe show the listeners how he works with people. Yeah. And I think also in terms of like what we spoke about in the beginning is like as you're having a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. and you're raising your vibration, you can have stored trauma in these areas. Mm -hmm. So then it causes them to flare up. And I think, I mean, I'm not... Like I said, I'm always learning and I don't understand everything. Right. But my belief is that, you know, a lot of people talk about like the dark night of the soul mm -hmm. or like the spiritual awakening where like it seems in one point of this spiritual awakening, everything goes to shit. Anybody you ever yeah. talk to, yeah. there's like a moment where where like it's like you're breaking will. Right. right? So right. what I think that is personally is that you're raising your vibration and the traumas are coming up. But as you're raising your vibration, what does that do? That makes you manifest more because you're at a higher frequency. But simultaneously, your trauma is coming up. So if your trauma is coming up and your manifestation is at a higher rate, what do you think that's going to do? It's going to manifest more trauma right? until you get over that plateau. Yeah. And I think the plateau is like when you allow yourself to kind of process it and like work through it. And once you have that breakthrough moment, it kind of levels off. Right. I totally get that. So I would love that relief. You know, you, you think you've worked through it all. And I think I have worked through a lot of this stuff with my mom and my, my real dad. But, you know, I do think that there's some things there, you know, when it's, it's that core beginning when you're a kid that, you know, those core memories that just, gosh, they just don't go away. They just stick there and they stay and they fester or they, like you said, they manifest more, more trauma. Yeah. I mean, do you want to work through stuff? I mean, we could even work through stuff now if you'd like. Yeah. Well, tell me what I need to do and we'll do it real quick and yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. So, and for anybody listening to this, you can join in. The energy always works. Okay. You just have to have the intentions really. You don't need me necessarily. I, of course, I hold the space for you, but mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, you can do it and it works. Okay. Um, okay. So all you have to do is just, just take a deep breath okay. and kind of check in with yourself. See if like your awareness or your attention is being pulled anywhere on your body. And I'll tell you what I feel for you too. Yeah. Well, shoulder blades for sure. Yeah. I feel the shoulders and I feel the solar plexus. Okay. Um, so you feel pulled to the shoulder blades, right? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically more on the right. Okay. So what I want you to do is all you do is feel deeper into that area okay. and just see if you feel all this is, is bringing awareness to the energy okay. so it can be processed. So you just feel into the area and see if you feel colors, temperature, if it feels masculine or feminine, if you feel like a texture to it, if there's any emotions connected to it, um, a message, because um, it holds information, it's consciousness, it's energy. Yeah, it, I, I just feel dark there. Just it's negative. It's really negative. Okay. All right. So then all we do now is we bring our awareness to our heart and we send the thought or intention from our heart out the top of our head, out the crown to the higher power, whatever you believe in. It doesn't matter. Jesus, Buddha, whoever. Yeah. And on three, we're going to take a deep breath and you're just going to send the thought or intention to clear that energy out. Okay. And then it's going to start to move. You might feel some emotion come up. You might feel a little shake up, but eventually you just breathe through it and it clears out. And I'll talk you through it as it's moving. Okay. All right. So on three, take a deep breath and send that intention out. Ready? One, two, three. All right. So I'm already starting to feel movement in the shoulder and neck area. Yes. It feels like a little bit of a muscle tension. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually feeling some pulling from your body, your stomach area too. Like there's some movement down there. Okay. And just keep breathing. And all you do is you breathe and just let everything go. If some emotion comes up, just let it out. And you just slowly breathe through it. And eventually what's going to happen is the energy is going to work out of your body, out the top of your head, and to God, into the light. Okay, this is craziness. And I'm not just making this up, guys. I don't feel tightness there anymore. You don't understand. It's every day I feel tightness there. And he doesn't know the background with my real father. He was very abusive to all of us kids. Like, really abusive. So 
that's that darkness. That's that negativity. That's the stuff I don't want to have in my life. I'm not that kind of person. I don't have negativity in my own life. I, yeah. He's in spirit too? Yes. Okay. Because I think I feel him with us. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel an old, I feel a gentleman in spirit with us. He's been here since we started. Mm. He looks older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say 80. Mm-hmm. He looks. Yeah. Um, I see like white whitish hair balding mm-hmm. um i would say smaller built frame yeah. yep i don't know it looks like his like cheeks are kind of sucked in does that make sense um i he, you have to understand i didn't see or talk to my dad for the last uh 30 years of my life so i don't even know i know he passed a, of cancer so that may be what he looked like when he was about to die okay yeah because he feels like he's i don't know the right way to put this but like life took a toll on him yeah yeah. Yeah, I feel this gentleman since yeah, and it's definitely him because I could feel I got affirmation from him. Okay. okay. When I said that. I can't believe So he's been here since since we started, okay. but I didn't say anything okay. because I didn't know where it was gonna go. But it seemed like as you said the things about your father, he stepped in closer. Okay. So I felt like I should just at least acknowledge him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I don't mind if he has a message for me. I'm fine with that if you want to or not. I don't even know if he wants that, but I, I'm open to it. I just, I can't, you guys, I'm not kidding. I don't have the tightness. I've had tight, my husband works that area of my shoulder blade out every, almost every night for me because it's always there anymore. And I don't know why it's been even worse. Maybe it's because of this and I needed to talk to Pete. But, um, you know, it's just, it's it's insane. And I'm not just saying that. I I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this worked. I didn't, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know if it would work because I've had it for so long. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like, it's not me. It's you. Oh my god. It has nothing gosh. to do with me. I, What? Yeah, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with you. Yeah. You manifested the experience. I'm just here to hold the space. Okay. And then my dad probably was like, okay, I release you. Hopefully he just said, I release you. You can just let me go now. I don't know. Yeah, he's telling me like, uh, I don't know. He's trying to make like metaphors of like, um, he's just giving me a sense of like, it's been a long road. Mm. You know, I don't know. Like that's the metaphor I'm getting. Mm-hmm. He's almost showing me like a beat up car mm. or like a station wagon. And it's like he keeps having these breakdowns. Mm, mm-hmm. So I feel like I think he's working through stuff over there. Yeah. You know, like that's the sense he's giving me yeah, that yeah. like he's doing the work over there to kind of make amends with his wife. Good. Well, you know, and that's at this point, I can only offer goodness to him because sending negativity, being so upset about every single thing in my life, everybody has a hard life in some areas of their life. Keeping that going will never serve me. And it's for me that I have to do this. So I send him love and light and I send him away with forgiveness and everything else I can give him because that's not going to help me if I don't. It's People say, well, if you don't know what he did to me, I can't forgive him. And someone said to me, well, he's going to kill you if you die or you can let it go. And you know what I mean? It doesn't serve you no. to hold that anger and hate in your heart, you know, it regardless doesn't. of what happened, because it's like, it's only going to affect you now. Right. And like they're saying, oh, well, he's going to win. No, he's he's already winning because you're still talking about it and you're still holding negativity. Let it go. Let him go. Let it all go. You were here to learn this. This is why you came here to, to let this go. This is one of the things you were supposed to do here. Let it go. And that's what I'm doing now. And you just helped me get rid of the energy of it. Do you see all the energy that I think I know I already forgave him. I know that. I know that. I, I cannot believe I don't have the pain there. I'm not just saying this is amazing. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, thanks. <laughs> no, it's, you guys don't understand. I mean, it's every day. And I just go through it. I don't think about it. I don't talk to anybody about it. My husband knows about it. I think Christina Curran, my psychic medium, she knows about it. But that's about it. And I tell you what, uh, guys, this guy's the real deal. <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's not even me. Like, you can do that on your own. It's just the awareness of it. You have to understand your power, you yes. know? We're in control of this reality. Yes. Everything. Yeah. You know? Like, so I think it's just the awareness of that. And, like, for the longest time, like, what we just did used to be, like, an hour and a half process because I thought it needed to be that. But oh. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know? It, it's it, like a surrender thing. It's like allow God to do the work, you know, bring awareness. It's like anything. If you're working 
on your own emotional stuff. Yeah. Like be aware of it and then surrender, like let it go. That's right. all it takes. And as humans, we complicate everything that hence the world, the way it is now, we can't just do things simply and purely and with all the good intention we possibly can. We got to make it worse and convolute everything and make things more negative because we're competing and we're doing, we don't have to do that. You know, we can just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with mediumship. Yeah. It's like when I first started out, it's like, you want everybody to cry, you know, like <laughs> you want to have these like powerful messages. Like, yeah. cause I used to work in like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like spiritualism, the actual yeah. like religion. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to work in a spiritualist church and sure. do like public demonstrations. So when you're in front of a group, it's like, you want the people to be like, Oh my God, like, Oh yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's like, then you're attached to it. Then it becomes like this thing instead of just, surrendering and saying like this is what i get my intention is for you to feel better that's all i have yeah whenever i do mediumship or healing or anything i don't care what comes through they don't have to tell me anything right. as long as you leave feeling better that's all i'm here for and that's you know? guys that's that's amazing and the thing is having you be able to do what you do yes we all can do that i, I do believe that but i do think it would help everyone if you can teach them how to do it and you have an online course, tell me about that. Yeah, I have, uh, I made like an online mediumship course and a mm -hmm. discord so people can ask me questions. You know, I'm going to open book, but it's basically, I tried to break it down to the most basic, simple way to explain mediumship, uh -huh. explain how to connect, how the spiritual realm works. I also put in like some clearing work. I don't necessarily believe in, the classic version of protection mm -hmm. but i do believe that you need to do clearing work because of everything we discussed before is like mm -hmm. as you work this process things come up sure you know and sometimes if you're not conscious of it or you're not specifically like hygienic with your energy mm -hmm. you can get into funks because like some trauma can come up and then you're just like kind of you can get stuck in it Okay. I mean, that's my experience, you know, and I feel like being in spiritual communities, I feel like it's a common experience. Right. Because like childhood stuff comes up, stuff that you were kind of storing deep away comes up because you can't hold on to it anymore. Right. Yeah. So it's like sometimes it's so heavy, though, that it doesn't like move through you. You know, it takes right. time. So I think having some sort of clearing process is always needed. I agree. You I know? agree. Yeah. I think also, even when you just go to the grocery store, there's some, you know, there's negativity everywhere. Everybody has good and bad energy, I would assume. And we pick up on everything. So clearing those ties, even just going to the grocery store, just going to wherever, you know, there's those emotional ties to people that you don't even know you have. Yeah, there's a lot to it. But I mean, even doing the work, right? Yeah. One of the first things you have to understand is like your own boundaries mm -hmm. and being empathic, mm -hmm. you know, like when you're empathic, like I could tap into somebody around the world right now if I have like focus. Wow. And I'm not saying that to necessarily be like, oh, I'm great or whatever. Yeah. I'm saying it that like I'm hypersensitive and I feel it in my body. So like if I don't have those boundaries, mm -hmm. like I could get lost in myself. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> you know, also, we're here to be human, too. We're here to have the ex human experience. So I try to my husband doesn't believe in any of this. He thinks it's just a bunch of garbly goop. But you know what? He believes in me and he's proud of me and he thinks this is amazing. And I think I've changed his mind on a couple things. But but you know what? He grounds me and he keeps me out of because I can get lost. I, I know what you mean in this because I'm so into all of this spiritual side that not everybody and their dogs talk about. And, you know, even his family doesn't love that I talk about this in my podcast. They think it's evil and it's of the devil. And I write paranormal romance novels and they think that's of the devil. And, and I just, I don't care. I don't care that they feel that way. I've been married to my husband 27 years. And all of a sudden, a few years ago, she sends this to me, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay. So we don't have contact with them because honestly, but, but I don't have any hate toward anyone because here's the deal. They came here for the journey of not being connected to source. They came here to be connected to man's constructed religion. And that's okay. That is their path. That's what they decided to do. And I have no judgment on that. For her to judge me, I just stay away. 
I don't need the drama. And I just I just stay away from the toxicity of it because I'm not here to change your mind either. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I come across those people all the time, yeah, <laughs> especially on TikTok. There's always people like, oh, yeah. you know, what's so funny about all that stuff is just like the same people that claim that, oh, you're burning in hell or whatever is like, are the same people that say like being gay is going to get you to hell. But Jesus loved everybody. Exactly. So it's like, what is your real opinion? Right. You know, like yeah. Jesus loved everybody. Or, you know, my whole thing is like, to me, you're never cut off from God's love. Right. It's always you that creates the resistance. That you cut yourself off. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. It's like the sun, you know, the sun is always there. Yes. But sometimes there's clouds in the sky. Right. And it's not obvious. Right. You know, but the sun is always there. It's your perception that blocks exactly. it. And I loved your analogy on Curious Cats podcast, Jennifer's podcast, when you said, we all have this ability. You went for football, like you were in football in high school. And you said, you know, not everybody can have your talent with football, but everybody can throw a football. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And I, I mean, that's how I was always taught. And I've seen people come from never having experiences to being full-fledged mediums. Oh, wow. You know, it's funny you bring that up because it really does tie into the whole Jesus and evil aspect is because... This is God given. Like it's in me. Yeah. You know, like it's not like I'm doing some like magical ritual to like make a connection to a spirit or something like that. I'm talking like in my inner dialogue and communicating with my imagination pretty much to have these messages. Right. So like if that's in me and I'm God, how is that bad? Right. We're all part of God. We're all part of him. God is in us. God is everywhere. We're all part of God. None of us are disconnected only if we want to be disconnected. And that's that's the thing here. So I could talk to you for hours, okay? And I may have to have you back on because I want to talk to you about your shaman work, but because we're at the hour mark, let's, um, and it may not be an hour long, who knows, by the time I get done editing, but tell everybody where they can find you, Pete, and maybe we'll make another date uh, for you to come back on you know, early next year or so. So tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. I'm at www.bluecollarspiritualist.com. Okay. I'm Blue Collar Spiritualist on Instagram and TikTok and Spiritual Graffiti Pod on Instagram is my podcast Instagram. Okay. Also Spiritual Graffiti Podcast on Spotify or apple also i wanted to talk about hot alien summer camp yes yeah so there's like this festival in tennessee lebanon tennessee it's at this farm mm -hmm. where they have housing it's a whole like four-day festival in august okay. 17th to the 21st i think or 20th okay. it's all people like us interested in like spiritual stuff okay they're gonna have stand-up comedy i'm teaching mediumship class there nice. They're going to do shamanism, drumming. It's kind of everything. Music, food, everything's involved. It's wow. a great time. You know, come check it out if it interests you. Okay. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll add all of the information on my show notes. I'll try to find the website to that as well and add that so that people can may maybe buy tickets earlier or whatever too. Because guys, he's fantastic. And I just really, I'm so glad I found Pete again. I'm so glad he's back on TikTok because he's just a wealth of information. And I like that he has a different take on things. And you know what? I like being open to people's different views. You got to get yourself out of that box and really listen to everyone's take because I think we all have an important role in helping one another. So Pete, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again, and I will see you next week.